Good. Outside of Dollar Drink Days, I haven't had fast food in a while. I, I guess you go there for a drink once in a while, yeah. I, I don't... It gets hot in the car. Yeah. I like this sweet cancer taste of... Cancer taste. Coke Zero. <laughs> I don't go to McDonald's much anymore, but I did a lot for breakfast for quite some time. Breakfast when... is tasty. Well, and their breakfast stuff really yeah. isn't horrible. It's a, it is a freshly cracked egg for all purposes. And... It, it was right beside where I was working, so it was convenient. But now I work in Welland, and near me is like... Where in Welland? And, uh, I would say it's in South South End Welland. It's like Pelham. If you if you go to Fawn Hill, you get in the main downtown sector. There's like Pelham Street or Pelham Road or something. You just keep driving down that, and basically it puts you to where I would say is a little bit um, west of where people typically would think of Welland, but the southwest end of Welland. And there's a new subdivision going in over there, and there's nothing yet. There's a golf course. There's golf courses beside every place that Mountain View seems to build, but. But that's about all that's going on over there. Hmm. All townhouses, been building. Um, this will be our third townhouse in a row that we're currently on. In Welland. Uh, second in Welland. First one was in at the Thundering Waters. Plate that's in Niagara Falls. So. By the golf course. By the golf course. Mountain View likes golf courses. They're they're an interesting project, I would say. Um, it's pretty much the exact same thing as building a regular house, except you have what are called party walls, which most people would know anyways, but it's just walls that are joined with the neighbors. And, and for us, there's like an airspace in the middle that we have to deal with, and we have to do things like put drywall in certain places because it's a fireproofing measure. If you put double drywall on each side, and it stops fire from spreading from units and unit if, if one was to catch on fire, which is way more annoying than it sounds because... Sure, you put it on your studs and stuff, so you got to cut some drywall here and there. But then when it comes time to the trusses that are up on the roof, that whole thing needs to be put together where you have multiple trusses. So the trusses run like the length of the roof, basically, and they're just these big triangles. Like you see in a bridge, just a bunch of triangles in, a big, okay. in the shape of the roof, right? And one of them alone is maybe like two, three hundred pounds or whatever. Like they're not, like two people could pick them up, right? And you can move them to place even if you, if you didn't have a machine to do it or whatever. But when you're doing them in for party walls, the ones that are in the middle, you have to put drywall on the side. And then you have to put another truss over it. And then you have to flip it and put drywall on the other side. And, and by the time you're done, you're looking at like 3,000 pounds of truss. And now you have to, I mean, you need a machine, like a boom or like a, like a telehandler to flip it. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it without a machine. And it's a pain in the arse. And then, of course, the crane has to lift it up on the day that you put the roof on the house. And it's it's heavy, and you got to move it and shoot nails into it down, you know, to keep it on the uh, on the wall in the right places. And it is a, it's a multi-person effort for sure. I would not want to be building a house by myself and having to do that. The pain. <sighs> Does any... I, I, mm. have no I, I should ask you, experience. do you have do you have any questions that are related to like building a house that you think that maybe I would know, but you don't know? So I want to see the kind of things that people are curious about. I don't, no? but I will in the future, but not right now. If you have to build your own house or something? Yeah. I'm not going to build my own house, but if there is some sort of renovation you have one. that needs to be done. Okay. Yeah. I'm still curious about most of the stuff. I mean, framing is rough. Carpentry at Justin the end of the day. Justin already said he'd uh, he'd make a tile walkway for me. 
or a like tile. a stone walkway for me. So that's what he's doing. I didn't know. Like it's interesting that landscaping is that yeah kind of stuff. I mean, landscaping was the first real one of the first real jobs that I ever had, but it mostly was cutting grass, doing hills that the the owner of the company was too old to walk up or whatever. And the other thing, the only thing that was slightly different for me was I had to. There was a garden. And they, at some point, had filled it in with those white rocks that people sometimes fill gardens in with for some reason. It was my job to separate all of those from the dirt. It took me like six hours to do two little flower beds. But it was landscaping, I guess, for all intents and purposes. So, so what kind of stuff does Justin do? Well, I don't watch him all the time, obviously. No. Uh, I drop him off occasionally. Uh, first, the prices that these people pay for landscaping is insane. That's expensive to have yeah, a landscaper. Unbelievable the amount of money these people are paying. Um, so I thought he did it for the city. No. Niagara Parks Commission or no? no? It's okay. a private company. Okay. And it's a busy company. But it's not like they're going around from like 20 different houses. They have their core clients that give them work five days a week. Well, it makes sense, yeah. You have people with very large properties to maintain or... They're not even large. No? Like, Maybe. Yeah. There, there's people he's doing work for with backyards smaller than yours. Really? Yeah. I, I guess if you do have the money and you're not really the kind of person that gets enthusiastic about doing yourself but you want it to look nice... So he started with basic stuff, right? Like his yeah. first bid, he was... He, he was digging holes and stuff like that. And then they, like he, um, like I said, he's making walkways and he's, he's even using, like he's making wood walkways from what I understand too. So it's a little bit more intensive. It's a little bit more, um, I don't want to say design work, but it's a little bit more kind of design intensive than I originally would have thought. It, it sounds pretty neat. See, if he's being that physically active and doing that much stuff, he almost could go for, like, a trades job. That's that's what I, I... I don't know why I didn't think about it today, but it he's... I'm assuming it's either we're going to work in one of two ways. It's his first summer. It's his first year doing it. Yeah. So next year, he'll be given a raise. Right? I mean, regardless, because he's making minimum wage, if the minimum wage goes up in January, he'll be getting he gets a raise. Gets a raise, yep. So it's either that it's just this is his first year, he's he's learning, and he'll be an asset later, or that's just the way it is. And if it is just the way it is, it hasn't been like that forever. If landscapers are only destined to make $14 an hour, that means that when minimum wage went up, or before minimum wage went up, they were making decent money, right? I I don't agree. I mean, even as a... Le- 15-year-old landscaper I was making 20 an hour. So I, I don't know why. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, it, it might be the way that the operation scaled and all these different things to it. But, I mean, you just said it yourself. People pay an absurd amount of money for a lot of things. If he went into business for himself, which, of course, I'm sure he doesn't have the knowledge base yet to do that and probably not the business do skills to... open up a landscaping business? I want to open up every kind of business. <laughs> I, I've, I've pitched, like, a shed-building company recently to a, a friend. I, I just, I just want to try different stuff and see where you can make money and even if you don't make a ton you can learn from it and do something else later but, but landscaping that okay let's talk about the start if we were to start a landscaping business right now what are the startup costs because i can think need a trailer because we're going to have equipment a truck a truck so a truck to tow the trailer 
we need like a, a lawnmower, we need a leaf blower, we need stuff to trim hedges, we need stuff to dig holes with shovels. There's there's some hefty startup costs. I don't think it's that cumbersome necessarily, especially if you could make do without the truck for a while. If you could just buy one of the tow hitch kits for your car and, you know. Does your does your Fusion have a tow hitch? It doesn't, but I can get a, a hitch pack, you know, one of those clamp-on hitch packages oh, for about 180 bucks. You got the hitch? I wouldn't trust the car to tow anything yeah. more yeah. than about uh, 700 pounds, but that's enough to carry, you know, a low-lying trailer mm-hmm. with a lawnmower and a, a little bit more equipment in it. You took uh, kind of like, or did you take the tech-heavier courses in school or you were more sciences? You didn't do any of the workshop, like woodshop? Oh, anything? no, no. I took, in the first year of high school, I took, it was, it was a, tech was just you took, you took one tech course and it would bring you into a metal workshop with, you know, the milling machines, CNC machines, lathes, all that kind of stuff. You'd have a, a wood workshop that, you know, has all the belt sanders and all the, you know, that kind of equipment. And then it would be a computer tech course where you would do software design and stuff like that. And then from there on, I picked the, the metal shop because I liked the idea of learning to weld and, and working with these milling what machines. Did you make anything? Like, did, what were your projects? Uh, you had to use the lathe to make a ring. You had to make, um, using sheet metal, they made us, you had to make a box that had a clasp, like an opening and closing system. So it was, it made a little box here and there. And it was pretty cool. You I kind of make mine look like a, a picnic basket, if I remember correctly. You know what my dad made when he was in high school? What do you make? A trailer. See, that'd be cool. But that's that's like a welding, there's a lot of material yeah. costs. And we, I didn't pay money for this course, and I doubt my school had the funding and to do I, it. I don't think he paid money for that. And- but do you want to know what he still has today? The trailer. That same trailer. Was it aluminum? I don't know. Okay. I'm, it's probably pretty rusty it, if it was steel. It is not in the best condition anymore. No. But he's had it forever. I mean. I really just want a trailer. I, I should just start looking at Kijiji for whatever pops up. I think for, a closed trailer would be very handy. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I personally think a closed trailer. Those, but those are going to be too heavy for your car to tow for the most part. I'm not going to buy a yeah. closed trailer till I can, you know, pull one. Yeah, you need a truck, I guess. I, I honestly just want like a flatbed, maybe like 10 foot long by 5 foot wide low-lying trailer. And just aluminum would be nice so it doesn't rust out or whatever. But I don't know. I'm kind of wishing... Kind of have it like I would. I like to keep up with Kijiji and just see if somebody posts something for under like five hundred bucks. That's really a good value. Cause I'll buy the I'll buy the hitch kit for my car. I don't care. I know I'll get the use out of it eventually. And if not, it's just something that sits around until somebody needs to move or something. And then, yeah, it maybe pays for itself if you help people do those those kind of things. It's true. And, and I mean, tarps you aren't you the worst thing. Don't need a trailer for my move. No, no. <laughs> you're moving in the same building, which is nice. Just up the hall. I, yeah, like 70 feet. 70 feet. Okay, couldn't, couldn't really be easier. You're just going to need some people to lift some I, heavy furniture, and that's about it. I got a dolly. Like, there's there's even going to be less lifting for the most part. Dolly isn't going to work on the couch or the, the desk, but it might work on some boxes that are heavy. I've got some extra packing. I might get rid of a desk or two. Not my big desk with my iMac. But no, no. It, it, it's my fault really with the whole move it's not my fault it's a good thing it's a it's a nice apartment but uh once justin got the job here the landscaping job he um i don't know it it was a mixture of him and brie as well 
I'm, I'm assuming that it's not the most attractive to be dating somebody who lives in a dining room. No, absolutely not. <laughs> a bedroom is a must. Yes. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm rarely home, so Justin and I never really talked about it. We were just fine with the way it was. When I'm home, I'm working, I sleep, I leave. Right? That has been like that forever. Mm. So he said, I, I don't really care. And I said, I, I never, I didn't want to move out of that apartment until I bought a house. Turns out... There's a middle ground. But I jokingly said, I would much rather wait six months, even a year, until a unit in the corner or a two-bedroom unit in this building comes up. And we laughed. We joked. We are like, wouldn't that be funny? We'd be like, say we're moving, but it's only 70 feet. (laughs) Yeah, same floor and everything. I briefly kind of in joking mentioned to the superintendent that... If a two-bedroom member comes up, let me know. I mean, he wants to sell you sell you on the bigger room, so why not? He said, or she said, one has come up. I'm like, but crap. <laughs> it was on the ground floor, yeah. so no balcony, not retrofitted. So basically, it was just a slightly bigger version with an extra room of the one that I have now. I don't like being in the ground. No. Uh, I have issues with people being able to walk right by my window yeah uh i don't like not having a balcony i mean it would save us from smoking on halloween and getting yelled at but other than that yeah but you gotta be able to smoke a cigar on a, oh, a balcony once in a while so i like having the maybe balcony. once a year or two and uh, i'm on my balcony quite a bit in the summer it's yeah. nice i'm sure it's a nice place to sit and write maybe too if you pull yeah. out a laptop ipad keyboard ipad with a keyboard easier laptops too heavy to bring outside it heats on my leg <laughs> Oh, that's true. Um, the metal conducts heat pretty hard in those MacBooks. So, I didn't really even mention it to Justin. I said, yeah, one came available, but it's it's too expensive for not having a balcony and for it, A, being on the ground floor and everything. So we let it be. And I got a phone call. It's like the one on the third floor right down the hall is coming up for availability and it's being completely gutted they spent like twenty thousand dollars on the renovation so they say you can do a lot with that they've done a lot to it what did they add well they've made it open concept have you even seen the photos no never okay so it's being redone but this is the and again we'll put it on the screen because it's production value but uh, this one is the one below it, so it's not exactly... Okay, but they're trying to do the, the same, same kind of thing. But it's very similar. So, to make it open concept, I mean, there isn't much walls in the things to begin with. I know in your unit there's but a wall. But in the kitchen. Yeah, that's nice. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so doesn't, this is obviously somebody's apartment, so it doesn't showcase... What it would look like, empty, yeah. Empty, or it doesn't showcase everything, but nice tiling Bathroom's in the bathroom. pretty modern compared to what you got right now. Yeah. They said they're not giving us the floating sink because it was a bitch to put in, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being a bit difficult. But yeah, that's the, hmm. the kitchen. That's very open concept. Yeah. You know, I, I really I really like the idea. Like, Teal and I have been talking a little bit about how we'd implement it for certain things currently, but I really like pocket doors. I really want to learn how to, like, craft a really nice pocket door set up for... For the for inside a house, but even we were talking about a shed, so you could have like a pass through. So instead of having like a garage door that opens up, 
you just have a pocket door so it slides in and then you have another one on the other side so if you need to put move something through the shed into the backyard behind it you just can go through the garage which sounds like a really reasonable way to do that and maximize the space that the shed can take up basically we're going to try to make a the way we want to do it is if we have a big enough backyard we're going to make a, a shed that's big enough to be a studio and a workshop on the main floor and then there's an upstairs that can be an office like a little loft which would be the perfect setup because you can basically make it more energy efficient and everything than, than the house we're probably going to buy because it's going to be an older house that we have to buy just on the budget constraint but you can go nuts with the shed right as long as you get the permits and all that which shouldn't be too difficult as long as we pick the right property have you so you this has been an interesting uh, development over the the past year because you were and we've mentioned it before dead set on the tiny house idea not even dead set you were making designs in your driveway oh, absolutely uh, all the time I, I would write stuff up at work all the time but the main burden with that is the startup cost because you can't get a mortgage on a vacant vacant piece of land and you can't get a mortgage on a condemned house which throws that all away. we can't there's nowhere to build this thing which if i could get a mortgage on a fifty thousand dollar plot of land tiny house becomes reasonable again maybe it wouldn't be half bad be, i might just build it stationary and just build a small house but but the idea of it's pretty cool that and i don't know if i would travel as much as as i would if i was single if i was single a tiny house would be amazing and i it didn't have like a job that was set down somewhere it was like an artist that just roamed north america that'd be the dream but tiny houses isn't necessary and i i think the, the compromise is to have a real house that is possible to be rented out in the future or sold for a profit or whatever. And the tiny house can exist, but in a smaller format, something that's more easy to travel with that you really could take across the country and go on a road point, trip. But then at that point, with respect, yeah. why not just get a trailer? Like, you, you... The, I don't know. The design aspect of it is more Some interesting to me. Really, I, I mean, I realize it would be neat to build your own. And and it's cheaper than like a real RV or something like that, but you can make it equally as luxurious as one of those really nice like $150,000, $200,000 RVs for a fraction of the cost, in my opinion. And I mean, yeah, the, the little aluminum shell campers are not too bad, but there's still significant limitations in, the, in those. Those are meant to be sort of um, getaway things. Like you use them occasionally, maybe a couple times a year. A tiny house is like full-time living capable. Like it's not going to fall apart like a camper would. Camp oh, no. Campers just fall right apart. I'm just stylistically uh, went to a RV show with Melissa months ago at this point. Yeah. And we had talked, again, you and I had talked about the, the tiny house thing and going to this RV show was the first time where I'm like, okay, given the proper dimensions, like not the smallest tiny house ever, but still small. Okay. I could see it being feasible because of the, the layout. So I had never actually pictured it like in person. You got to use your space. Really doing it efficiently. on your driveway is still hard to picture. Yeah, it's hard. You don't get the three dimensional idea of it. I, I don't know. The one I was writing it out in my, you know, grid, or like booklet or whatever, just spacing it out. Yeah, it, it did. As soon as I drew it on the driveway, I immediately made a little changes here and there to how big certain things should be and all that. I, I still think the idea, I hit it off pretty well because I don't really, the biggest priority is on kitchen space, bathroom space, and like a living area. The bed, bedroom space in the loft upstairs, which is what I had 
decided to do originally would be fine. And I was going to make like a sloped ceiling towards the front to make it a little bit more aerodynamic at the front of the tiny house. And eh. it, it probably would have worked, but it was, I think it was designed to be 20 feet when I was done with it, which is a bit big if you're going to travel with it a lot. Although looking at it now, probably wouldn't travel with it very often. So it wouldn't even be that cumbersome necessarily. But then if you're not going to travel with it a lot, why not just build it a bit bigger? Go for 24 feet. Go whatever. You can build it as high as you want to if you never transport it. It's right? true. Because there's, there's height restrictions for highways due to tunnels and things like that. But if you don't move it, it can still technically be a mobile home. So you don't need the same building codes that a, a regular home would need. But, you know, it's a, it's a mobile home. Just like you would find in any RV park or any, anything like that anywhere. Oh, my. The, the trailer park, the vacation park that uh, my parents are at. Which, by the way, I... Tila's, Tila mentioned you, know, you have Sundays off most of the time anyways, but yes. Tila's completely gung-ho to not get in a car crash and come to Potahawk this time. I'm excited. Um, ooh, I just got an idea. What's that? We could find a way. We could GoPro it and shoot the podcast on the boat in Potahawk. Boat might be tricky because it'd be windy. Whose boat? My dad's boat. Does it have like walls anywhere, or is it's it just a, a, it's a one? A, it's got a sun shield. It might be. We did it on the beach though. Like how? That much? wasn't bad. If it, if the boat's standing still, it could be manageable for It'd sure. Be standing but still. But it, it gets windy out on the water for sure. Or close to an island. I don't know. Just anyways. So you'll be able to see this trailer park. But these. People... Do you think that would induce motion sickness if it was going up and down in the camera? I don't know. Yeah, we should try it. <laughs> this trailer park. They, some people have put some big money in these trailers because these trailers are not street friendly at all. No, like no, my, no. my parents would never be able to take their trailer. It's still got the tires on it, but... That's how you get around the building code yeah. regulations is... But it's mobile, isn't it? It's not a permanent uh, structure. There's no, there's no way that some of them would go, and some of them have, like, the nicest roofs, the nicest sidings, uh, bay windows, like, just mm -hmm. some hardcore they don't even look like trailers anymore <laughs> I've, I've seen some real nice ones mm -hmm. till and i went to um just beside shirks and shores yeah i saw the today photo. yeah i don't know if you're i don't know what the beach was called but anyways it was um you could basically see all the trails lined up and yeah it's changed a lot like i, I used to go there as a, a kid because my parents had um family and like friends down there so so I would go there, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's changed. The RVs are a hell of a lot more modern-looking than people have there now. And it, it was really quiet. I don't know what it's like on a, you know, Saturday in the middle of the day in it's August. Like around the lake. Yeah. I, I, it's, you, it, I remember it being so busy, you probably couldn't park anywhere on the beach anymore. It was so packed. But it, did, it was empty there at, you know, whatever it was, 8.30 or 9 in the morning or whatever. So. The... Um Last time I was at my parents' trailer, we went for a little boat ride. Uh, kind of showed Melissa the old Lake Erie stomping ground where I spent many a summer because we had a cottage there. Hmm. So going through the old cut and whatnot, uh, lots of memories, but lots of money there now that never used to be there. Cause it, it, and we got rid of the, the cottage in 2002, 2003. Wow, maybe yeah. a little bit earlier, maybe <laughs> 2001. So... You know, it's been the better part of two decades. Yeah. Um, our cottage is still there. You can still kind of see the the same, the, the sim, they've changed a little bit. The boathouse that my father built is still there. Um, 
but some of the houses are just or cottages but they are like houses are just astronomical and it's these people from toronto and stuff like that coming in and buying this waterfront property for the one person that we know said that their neighbor their new neighbor spent like five hundred thousand dollars on the plot of land oh my god totaled it yeah and started fresh <laughs> so you're gonna be a million uh-huh. before you even get to enjoy it but i guess they have the money to do that that's they do and they're it, it'll look phenomenal the the, the resale value is gonna be great i mean things like this are still going up and then you know all these people are fleeing the city to make these great escape places for themselves and it's funny we talked to somebody today who was very much resentful of the torontonians taking over in the region which i can see in niagara and the lake especially because that is such a historical place with such a see the torontonians taking it over isn't the worst thing because i realized as she was talking to us they've been there their whole life yes we haven't no but we respect like i mean we're not in a business that we can we can ruin that but we respect you know the culture when we're at a wedding respect the church and stuff like that niagara like almost has this palpable vibe to it like it it feels like it's very a very different town than anywhere else you could go in it feels like an old school town yeah that's perfect for a christmas movie which yes absolutely a we're working on one, and yep. B one was shot there in April for Netflix. I told Justin to go act in it, but he didn't. <laughs> and then he said, "Well, there's a movie shooting in Niagara on the Lake." Yep. Like you asshole! I sent you a text message saying you should audition for this. He didn't. They had fake snow and everything. It was a big fake production. snow. Well, yeah. You almost don't need fake snow if you just wait till the right time of the year. But that's yeah. always hit or miss. You can't schedule it around snow. Mm, no, I guess. But it snowed pretty consistently. The only thing you could schedule it around is bringing in real snow, like snow machines, and letting it stay. Yeah. Right? If you said, we're going to shoot between... We're going to coat your town in snow. You know, December 30th and January 15th, you can guarantee that it will most likely be cold enough yeah, to support to the snow. Yeah, to sustain the snow. It's true. But no, that's... That's uh, very, very, very true. It is a... Kind of a hidden gem in the sense that and although it's not really much of a town i really love we were talking about it uh i think we were talking about it today but jordan station like that little pocket jordan station kind of in between grimsby and i know jordan yeah jordan jordan okay. station jordan Dillon. that's like there's a lot of vineyards and stuff out there but it's just so beautiful and so it's nice uh the wedding that i did there that tila was supposed to and then you know Crash. Um, <laughs> sorry. It was stunning. Like, it was a... It, the tree line kind of hit it like it was its own little street. And there was a hotel across the street, just a bunch of little shops. I don't think any... There were houses further away, but it was just a nice little pocket that seemed timeless. I think would be a good word. And I think Niagara-on-the-Lake is also it's, timeless, too. Jordan's a bit untouched in the sense... Nobody's fleeing Toronto to go live there, I don't think. Some people don't know it exists. Yeah, exactly. It's just sort of a... There's a highway exit, but uh, other than that, it's not anything special on its own for now. And it's kind of it, it's kind of in a weird location where it's not close enough to the falls to be touristy, and it's not close to most of the vineyards to be 
for people that are going to tour them. And for living, it's in between. So even the closest grocery store would be in Beamsville. It's still like a 15-minute drive. Yeah. Maybe if you worked in Hamilton or you worked in Niagara, you might choose to live there because it's not terrible to commute, but it's not... It's just, a, it's just in the middle of nowhere, basically. But it's nice. It's If you were kind of right in that city center, there's a nice back road way to Grimsby. So if you worked in Grimsby but wanted to live in Jordan, you take the back roads, avoid all rush hour traffic most yeah. of the time. Except for when that uh, that uh, truck scare, the one with the gas leak last year happened. Oh, God. And I was coming it's back. It's like a biohazard or something. And I was coming back from emergency. baby photos. And I knew it was happening. So I'm like, I'm just going to get off, uh-huh. take the escarpment and go. Good choice. It didn't matter. I got stuck in that going to sushi. <laughs> All for, it didn't take long. It was like delayed us by 25 I, it took minutes. My, I, it took me hours. Yeah. That was terrible. I'm going to switch gears for <laughs> a second to talk about my car, which has no gears, which is weird, too. I don't, I don't know how it works. I put my foot down and doesn't switch gears. I, I gotta look that up. But <laughs> hold me to this. I want to make a documentary vlog sort of thing about my car. Am I ever gonna get a blog from you? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many things to do. I, I, I think about it every day. I, I do. It, it and I have hard. two. I two. I have two of them that are half written, but I'm not satisfied with either of them enough to complete them. So I might just start a third one. I don't know. <laughs> Work on the other two later. I'll see. But I, I want to make vlogs about my car because it's, it's an easy topic to go off of i want to document the experience of owning a second hand hybrid and all the things that i'm because there's a lot of things that are need replacing on the car and, and things like that that i can do myself so i can give tutorials on how to fix certain things that just happen to take place on a car that's probably not been maintained to the fullest extent because nobody does that really for the better of eight years and and eh, just little little weird things here and there that i still haven't even solved yet myself Stuff like the, the blinker. I, I was asking you in the McDonald's parking lot before we came here if my brake lights worked, if my like my blinkers worked, all that stuff. And it, all the lights work, but it does that thing where you know you click the the flasher and it goes like super quickly. So your, something's wrong. So your my car did that. Your left blinker, it works, but even it's with fast. the four ways on. It blinks at a higher, and I'm not going to yell this to you in a McDonald's parking lot because it would just be a. I don't. But I, I don't have any shame. I don't care. I know, but it, it would just be kind of pointless. Yeah. So it seems to be going at a more rapid rate than the right blinker, but the sound that you're describing sounds very similar to the sound that I hear whenever I need to change my bulbs. But the, you don't but need that's, to. But I did change my bulbs. Here's the thing. Oh. The turn signal was out. For a period of time, I tested it. I couldn't. It wouldn't even come on. Fine. Fun for fact, whatever it's reason. One of the only things I know how to replace on a car. Pretty easy in our cars. You just it take, is. you take it's the felt back easy. and you pull it out. And you, I had to Google it, but I know how to do it. It's easy to do. So, it, it's the, the turn signal stopped working, but after like a day, it started working again. Uh, same bulb. I didn't replace it yet. Whatever. And then I, I got one in the mail because I ordered one immediately. Replaced it. And, and it, just like before, everything works, but it still blinks quickly, and I don't know why. I don't know. i got to figure it out. Weird. Yeah. It's fun diagnosing your own issue sometimes. It, it doesn't really matter. It's not a safety issue because everything works. It just is really annoying to sit in a car where the blinker is going extremely quickly. Yep. Not a fun sound. 
If there was a thing that you had to vlog in your life, what would you think would be the easiest thing to pick as a topic? Like something you do on a continual basis. See, last year at this point, I would have said baby photos. I could have. Yeah, you could have. You could have. Yeah, show them what it was like to be that kind of photographer. But now, I, I don't know. I want to do a. I think for probably the next wedding, I was going to do it with the, the one that I'm working on now, but I want to do a, not tutorial, but a behind the scenes look of what it goes into editing a wedding video, make it entertaining, yeah. but to also showcase the amount of work that actually goes into it. So we could use it for the frequently asked questions thing, which by the way, because Tila is so rudely working midnights, it's going to be hard to... Scheduling stuff is hell mm-hmm. now. Okay. I feel... Uh... So we should plan a night this week without Tila, unfortunately, where we can talk about the frequently asked questions. Yeah. And then all three of us get together. That works. Frequently asked questions are one of those fun things to shoot because you can constantly, we should just constantly update them too. Because I mean, people always, we should pull, get get more questions from people. That'd be good. Yeah. I mean, I guess we already have some in the can, but, but well, we just we, get some new ones. know kind of what the, the average question is, but this... Uh, uh, what? I just got a funny text message. <laughs> the um, behind-the-scenes idea of showing what it's like to edit, although it's not a glamorous job. And as I was teaching... I think Jared Poland has a couple videos up like that. He used to do them all the time for photos, but I think he even does it for video now, too. I don't know. You don't know? I'll take a look. I, I sparsely... I watched some of his content, but... I, I just think it'd be a good idea not to teach anything, but just to show kind of what happens, how it's done, where... Yeah, so people get an understanding of what's going into it. And then they can learn it. that it takes, you know, X amount of time to do it. And... I think he's still got people coming like, oh, but my cousin can do it in, in an hour, and he's, you know, going to charge me a tenth of what you're charging. But can he? Yeah, no, I don't think he can. Like, if you were to give a cousin, uh, we'll use ceremony as an example. We'll use the ceremony that we just did. Okay. Uh, so you have a mic feed coming in from the a podium? Mic feed, a separate mic recording, two on-camera microphones, yes. three, three DSLRs recording, and one GoPro knockoff as an absolute backup backup. So you have two static angles and two that are moving. Yeah. Right off the bat, if you don't have Adobe Premiere, you're not syncing it very quickly. Yes. And if you don't have a way to pan through the multicam setup, then it's going to take a lot more time. Mm -hmm. And even then, I find myself that I'm actually using the multicam less, uh, only because I like fine-tuning the cuts. And I, 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 it depends. For the speeches, I'll use the multicam, but during the ceremony, I didn't. But it doesn't matter because the amount of time it takes to make the cuts is negligible when the major time involved was sinking, right? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Because you had, from every camera, even if it's recording full, like if you have Magic Lantern on it, you have potentially, if it's an hour and a half ceremony, you have nine clips that all need to be synced. So that takes time get rid of that there's a lot of time saved true it's true i'm color correcting more now that i it's good so stuff like that something i'm nitpicky about um for sure yeah 
So I, I really don't think the cousin could do it in an hour. And the other thing, if they could, or if they do it for free, uh, one of the weddings that we did, they had a destination wedding. Yes. And their experience with destination videographers wasn't great. The they father of the groom is going to be editing that video for them. Because, surprise, surprise, they didn't put in the effort that you would expect from a, a videographer. Here. Here. So, that's great. I ask, when is it going to be done? Because we can put it in the video. So that way it's all in one place. Yeah. Right? She's like, well, he's probably not going to get it done until, you know, the winter or maybe January. And that's because his father of the groom. He's not doing it for money. No, doing it in his spare time. Yeah, sure. So there is merit to paying somebody if you want it right away. Now, most people may watch it right when they get it and then not watch it, you know, till the year anniversary. So in that respect, you're fine. I think it's a very normal thing, yeah. But still, to have it done and ready is, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But at least they gave us the one that they played at the reception. So I get my interesting narrative wedding video. It starts at the reception, goes back to the wedding, uh, back to the reception. That's something unique, something we haven't done before. I like it. Mm -hmm. hmm. Um, I don't know. I, long story short, I don't know what I'd vlog about right now. I I want to... The stuff that's going into the blog would be nice to have a video side to it as well, which is what I'm trying to be conscious of too when I'm, I'm writing them. I really want to make it something that's presentable and, and, and in a video format mostly. Like, I want to be, if anything... Video first, blog second. Like, I don't really care that much about the text that's going into it. Because I find people relate way more to videos anyways. It's more engaging. It's easier to consume. Better practice for me, too, for what I want to be doing. Did you uh, use the the spritz thing? Did you ever look into that? I that tried. Alex had talked about Yeah. No, I, I, I tested some stuff out. I haven't really intentionally I read either. an article, but I, I have just, here's some text fly through it. It is fantastic. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I will try to use it if I can f keep myself remembering that when I'm reading an article next time. Although I don't... It's almost, it's almost not lending itself very well to the way that I do read articles because I always skim pretty much. If I'm looking through anything that's on my phone's recommended you know, news headlines, I'll just skim it. And then I get pretty much all the information I want. Very little time is put into it. It's not so bad. I rarely need to read every word of something that I'm I'm going through. But if you're reading a book, yeah, it'd be good. I don't know how you can read a book with that, but we see that's the problem the the integration to the technology with with other apps. Like I don't think the Kindle app. No, you, no, you couldn't like use that. it with Kindle app or anything like that. But the the idea is really neat, and since Alex talked about it, I went back and. On the website, I haven't even downloaded or anything like that, but it was just testing on a website and it lets you choose your speed. 400 words per minute. It's manageable. And it's manageable? Yeah. I've cranked it. Unbelievable. It's cra crazy fast. If I was in school still, I would be, I would use the hell of it. Yeah. Because it lends itself to much more of the copy and paste this part of an article. Yeah. And, and put it in there, yeah. And you and Alex were talking about po listening to podcasts. And he mentioned it, you mentioned it, listening to it at a higher than a one-time speed. Yes, always if I can. If and I have the option. never done that before. It's fantastic. Until this past week. And I'm like, I'm going to try it. Joe Rogan, it's good. And I have it set at a 1.5 speed, and I'm retaining so much more. It's the same thing, basically. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because it's just slightly jarring, but I'm, I'm able to... Because sometimes... 
I'll tune out as I'm driving because you're paying attention on the road. But for whatever reason, I was listening. Like I was actively, I don't know what, but mm. I now love it. So it's, it's the way to go in my opinion. Audible's app has Especially a good built-in Especially when the podcast is three hours long. Oh yeah. It, it was great for books mostly. That was nice to be able to speed read through them with, you know, setting it. Usually one and a half times is about the limit for books. If it's a podcast, I'll go, I'll go to two. It's not so bad for that. But books, when there's a, a almost a narrative flow to it, you I, I want to take a little bit more time to get what's going on, I would say. Podcast is sort of sporadic. doesn't necessarily link together in the same way. True. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, just fun, fun, interesting things. I'm learning a lot with the, with the people we've talked to. Talking to Alex was riveting. Hmm. He gave us a link for somebody we should, or like a, a name for somebody we should have on. I'm not so sure I want that person to come on, but I think we do need to find some more guests for sure. Or did you check her out? Check a little bit, yeah. Out, check them out? I checked them out a little bit. I guess bit. I gave it away that it's a woman, but that only limits the population either by 50% or... I, I don't know if she's... I don't know if I'd have anything interesting to really talk about with her. It's just a totally different world than what I'm used to engaging with. She's more into as, like as visual as arts to a magician or illusionist. But I like the people playing aspect to it, where he's you know understanding people's. It's oh. almost like a sociology thing at that point. It's it's really fascinating. I love I love studying psychology and and just the way it being a good business person comes down to a lot of these same things that he's using in a show. So I I don't know. I find that fascinating. I don't know if I find visual arts as fascinating necessarily. Unless, I don't know, if somebody if somebody was like a fine carpenter that had some unique product out there and then and they could like bring one into the set and show us what this thing is that they made and I, I, that'd be cool. I'd, I'd jump on that, I think. Um, I mean, one of the nice things about this is we don't have to fill an hour time slot, right? If the pod, uh, Joe Rogan does it all the time where if the, the, the guest he's interviewing is just, you know, not that interesting. There are... Uh, Rogan podcasts are only an hour long. I haven't really seen encountered any. There are. Did you see the one? Oh God, who was who was on there? Howard Bloom. Do you watch that one? Uh, what's he? He was. He's like a. He was like a publicist for rock and roll bands. No, back I'm in, so far behind. Yeah, on watch them with Howard Bloom. I've I've been following Howard Bloom for probably yeah about what seven about the one seven with years. Steven Tyler. Like, that was amazing. Some, I love that one too. That I was listened good. to bits and pieces. It's on those, the list. Those are the two that I've listened to most recently. But the only problem is, is with stuff like that. Is once the wedding season hits and I'm editing wedding videos, my podcast listen listening goes down because I have to be listening to the video. yeah. That changes it. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little bit guilty of when I'm editing stuff in, in Adobe Audition, if I'm not currently listening to stuff and trying to sync things up and all that, and I'm just p applying a f filters and different effects, I'll s quickly click play on something and listen to like a segment of it. And then as soon as I have to go back to listening to it to see how it sounds, I'll switch back. In. I do that sometimes if there's a render or a small Yeah, you, you get a little bit of time like in between yeah. where you can, you can listen to stuff. Um, but no, that's, that's the sucky thing about editing videos you need to be need to be attentive you do which photo editing is entirely the opposite you can just listen to whatever you want to listen to which is fantastic sort of lets you drift into the zone and bang out a bunch of good photo edits but that being said there's there is an absolute zone for video editing too when i'm in my wedding video zone 
even the most boring of speeches or the most like whatever I'm doing sometimes I'm like holy shit yeah it's one o'clock in the morning but look at how far I've come because I gauge when I start another pro when I start another day I'll mark it in just like so engage kind of how far time-wise I've edited sometimes I'll go back and edit something before the mark but I don't change it mm -hmm. so I'll see because if you can edit through you know 15 minutes or 20 minutes of good solid stuff it's it's a good progress yeah that's something like it would be I mean it's not for a wedding video that's what an hour and a half usually or depends this one's I mean, this one doesn't have a lot of speeches. Right? Speech, they're, speeches, they're speeches do take up long. time. They're speeches and ceremony. They're unique in the way that you don't really want to cut anything out because you want all of it. I used to see... There's a level of professionalism in the way things are done. I used to edit whatever hmm and ha out of the speech I could. That's a lot of effort. It was. But that was when we were just starting out and it was a selling feature. Where, like, whatever flubs in the speech happened... We'll get rid of it, which is a great selling feature, but we were doing it for peanuts and we're not at the point where we're charging enough that we can do it, you know, consistently. Mm -hmm. um, so we keep the homes and the haws. Especially when you got nine pieces to cut. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, and editing was a nightmare. I basically stopped the homes and haws after the Ukrainian wedding because most of the speeches were in Ukrainian and I couldn't tell what was a pause or what was a repeat or a stutter or whatever and you couldn't cut anything sometimes in english speeches they'll they'll repeat something so you can actually make the speech better by cutting it by out by cutting the repeat but i couldn't <coughs> do that because they were speaking ukrainian so i just gotta leave it all it, it, it leaves an authentic quality anyways if you leave the full thing into yeah I don't know if there's anything anybody's going to complain about. And some speeches are great, and then some speeches go on just a little too long. Is that re-wedding? It really depends. I mean, you can tell those people that put in, like, lots of practice into their speech. Like, if you were to write a speech for somebody's wedding, how long do you think you would spend on that kind of thing? What am I in the wedding? Am I the best man? Sure. Let's go with that. This is important. Do you write a good speech? <laughs> uh, important I write a good speech... You, just the best man, not the master of ceremonies. It seems to be a reoccurring thing. Just the best man. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes in writing your speech? Ten minutes because... It's got to be like... I know how to make people laugh. Off the cuff, yeah. Right? So <laughs> I think ten minutes is a great place to plan. So that way, if it goes slightly long or I go off on a slight tangent... But you think the speech is going to be 10 minutes. How long are you going to take to write that 10 minutes, oh, you think? write the 10 minutes? Are you going to think about this for weeks or are you going to... Maybe in a day? Uh, think about it. I mean, we have a wedding coming up and I haven't put anything to paper yet. Okay. I have been thinking about things, but it depends on the person you're doing you know, the, the wedding for. Well, or whose wedding it is. Got to make it good for the photographs that I'm going to take. Yeah. <laughs> Make the words count. Um, their wedding's in August. I'll probably have a, a good idea of exactly what I'm going to say by probably like August 1st. Not bad. And then I might run it by Tila or something like that. Some grooms have been working on little final touches here and there on the day of the wedding 
Yeah, Melissa and I, again, not to get meta about other ones, but we suck at that anyways, because in conversation, this exists. Like, it, it is what it is. Sorry, Tila. Um, Melissa and I were talking about the fact that I had talked about getting married last time, mm-hmm. and, and the, the ins and outs of the wedding. And I think... All, I think for a good speech, and this is for anything, whether you're a best man, a groom's a parent, or anything like that, there's a few things you shouldn't do. One is you shouldn't Google speech. best man speech. Yes, because you can tell. Maid of honor speech. Because the jokes are going to be the same, mm-hmm. and you've seen. Tila's seen. Tila mm-hmm. loves it. She thinks it's hilarious. The reception demo reels where the people are just cutting from wedding to wedding to wedding. And it all flows like a speech, almost like they got it from the same goddamn website, Yep, which is fine, but make it original. And we'll tell people that now, which is great. But even if you make it original, you're like, I'm going to be creative. Uh, Hi, my name is Jesse, and I am the groom's much younger brother. That's been done before. Like, just, just come up with something else. Because the idea, that joke is used all the time. So the idea is, yeah, you might get a laugh there, but don't be lame. Go for a different joke. Go for a more personal joke. Just because you have the opportunity to make somebody laugh doesn't mean it's a good joke. Or it's not a good laugh. I think a lot of the good speeches get really personal into like the lives of you know these people growing up that people wouldn't otherwise know. It's, it's new information to most of the people at the wedding. Which it, it, it's always interesting to me. You can tell when it's authentic like that for sure. Some of them get really questionably deep though. Where they tell really detailed stories about how they were playing as kids and one of them jumped out of a window or something. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> yeah. There's that. Or did a wedding where the bride, the groom, I think the bride's parents all mentioned this mysterious disease and surgery that the bride had. Hmm. But they didn't reference it specifically? But they didn't reference it specifically. <laughs> they didn't say... So, <laughs> I'm assuming, as somebody from the complete outside... Family common knowledge. You might knowledge. be a little bit more curious. Yeah. But you're telling me that the second cousin twice removed that wasn't no, really supposed to be that, there? Yeah. No. No. You shouldn't You should make it personal, but you should explain. Like, yeah. There is an art to storytelling... And I think, I mean, it it comes with time. I'm going to have a a killer, a killer wedding speech. And yeah, it, uh, I I made the the mistake of telling uh, Melissa's family the story about my encounter with, um, the the wheelchair lady. <laughs> Why was that a mistake? Yeah, well, it wasn't a mistake in the sense that it made them laugh. We were yeah. like, celebrating her brother's birthday. We were at the Mandarin and somehow hit and runs with wheelchairs came up. And they were in stitches. Have we told that story on the podcast? Uh, no. You should probably tell that story on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I've heard this a couple times, so I guess I'm, I'm well equipped. Yeah, so... Online dating. Sometimes things go well, sometimes they don't. It's a very true statement. (laughs) 
start talking to a girl. Nice girl, smart girl. I could tell in her profile picture wasn't hiding anything that she was in a wheelchair. It did not bother me. As we're talking, she's, she's like, well, we should meet. And she was so articulate, so well-written, I was intrigued. It is good because nobody listens to this because this, I don't know, I don't know what side people fall on this story. Some people find it funny and I assume that some people might it's find good. it It's good if we offend people, that's fine. It's a funny story. So I said, yeah, let's meet up at some point. She's like, I have to tell you something though. Like, okay. She's like, I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. I said, okay, I, I kind of got that from your picture, like you, you don't really hide it all that well, but I could see that letting somebody know ahead of time, that's a good thing. And then one day, spur of the moment, she's like, I'm going to McDonald's to get ice cream. Like, well, it's friggin' August or... Good time for ice whatever cream. Whatever time. Let's just friggin' go. Yeah. So I'm like, sure. So I go to the McDonald's. I see her. There is a difference. There's a classifiable difference between being in a wheelchair and then being... <laughs> There's more offensive ways of telling the story. Para paraplegic, quadriplegic. Very paraplegic, like okay. hardly able to move. Like, I had to wipe the ice cream off her face. I didn't have to. But you I did. I did. That's a cute thing to do on a date. <laughs> wipe the ice cream off of your date's face. Yes. She was incredibly articulate. And the positive thing to take away from that date is I went to school with kids that were in her state. And because they don't verbally articulate, I didn't necessarily write them off as the most intelligent. She couldn't verbally articulate, but she was a great writer. She's a, she's, she is a published writer um, and stuff like that. She's very up to date with pop culture and whatnot. And I, I never would have known if she was wheeling past me on the street. I would have never thought that she was so articulate. So it did make me for a brief time, not judge a book by its cover. At the end of the date, I was at a crossroads. I'm like, well, she's friendly, but my life is filled with enough tragedy. I don't need to be writing myself into a Nicholas Sparks novel. I think that's fair. Fair enough. So I said, I just don't think it's going to, you know, work. Yeah. I live in a third floor apartment. Is there an elevator? No. Oh, man. Le legally, you do not have to have an elevator unless you're four floors. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, she's like, okay. She tried to bargain a few times. I'm not going to say how she bargained because that's just pushing the personal envelope a little bit. I have to hear about this later. I've told. I've mentioned. Okay. She, uh... She tried to sell the benefits of being in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's awesome. Eh, it's good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so not much happens until your next encounter right there, essentially. She stops talking. Yeah. She's fine. It's great. I have no qualms or beef with her at all. Christmas. I think it's Christmas 2016. Fuck. Been a while. I'm at Walmart shopping in the toy section. And all of a sudden, something hits me. And I'm on the 
I'm not like flat on the ground, but I'm on the ground. I'm like, the hell was that? And speeding away from me is this wheelchair that's go like going a good speed. It takes a bit to knock me down, so she had to have been revving from the friggin' entertainment section to go that quick. <laughs> so people around me are like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah. And as she was turning, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And she, she dry, she kind of wheels away. So I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I try to get a glimpse, and it was her. And I'm thinking, it's a little spiteful. Mm-hmm. It could be a, it could be an accident. But probably not. But it probably not. Not going like at a... that speed. No. And so, then just leaving. Hit, yeah. Hit and run. Yeah. Yeah. Tried to tried to get in touch with somebody to see if they could give me security footage. Didn't work. They though. don't like releasing stuff like that. No. I only I couldn't get it past a f- single phone call. And they were like, "Yeah, no." Like, but it's funny. It could go viral. They're like, yeah, "Stop calling." So I did. <laughs> Again, no, nothing. Like nothing happened. It was a funny story. People laughed. But like most things in my life, it's never over. Doing it last year, baby photos. I'm on uh, Welland Ave. For the people who listen, there's no context. Busy street. Yeah. Lots of cars. Yep, I know. Uh, the baby photo appointment was in an apartment, so I actually parked across the street. Some baby appointments done. I am on the sidewalk in a bus. I'm like, okay. He goes down the bus. Yeah. And gets a wheelchair. Yeah. And I start to, like, tense up. I'm like, no. PTSD. A little bit. Yeah. Like, no, no. But it was her. And she wheels behind me. And the entire time she's wheeling behind me, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to be pushed. I'm going to be pushed. And she goes. It's good. But then she turns around and she starts going. So at that point, I frog her across the street. Make it fine. It's great. Nearly avoided or avoided near death, I will say. And again, it's just a series of, you know, events that haven't had amazing consequence or like deadly consequences, which are great. We saw her in the bar on Halloween. Detour downtown. Yep. Yep. Um, it was easy enough to avoid her. There and were the, stairs. The only punchline I have is there were stairs. Yeah. So she couldn't chase you up those. Nope. Hmm. So uh, seen her there more than once. She frequents that spot quite quite a lot. I see. the The problem with this story is in a comedic situation it can make people laugh really hard you need you need to condense it down to have a real punchline to totally. it for sure but being chased about and, and haunted by a woman in a wheelchair that is just really spiteful yeah it's pretty funny it's pretty funny um so it's it's, a, it's on my back burner a little bit nervous telling it in a serious sense there are more joke beats to it but yeah <laughs> uh like most comedians, you don't want to give out the joke on the podcast. 
No, he does all the time. He'll talk about a new bit that he has, but he doesn't. He he does. He never ruins anything no. he does in stand up. So that's why I'm a little hesitant because it's a good thing, and I've always wanted to. And I think within the next year or so, I'm going to try do stand up an open mic night. Oh, at the what's the one that we went to? The problem with that is is I've got a bunch of stories that I know will make it... Le- because they make people around me laugh and even people I don't know but laugh. They're, they're limited. Hmm? They're quite limited, too. I mean, once you've told them, you've told yeah. them. But, I mean, most comedians, to an extent, have a set that yeah, well, does really well. Sure. Well, but I cannot feasibly do that wheelchair story there because she's she does, always she's, there. She is... She, likes that part of downtown yeah it's like Catherine's so I don't know I, I feel like I'd be singling out somebody and I'm somebody gonna, that a lot of people know yeah too. so I'd be losing the crowd at that point but there's there's other stories like my very interesting friend who as we mentioned before used Vagisil as a lubricant yes <laughs> that was a pretty funny one um but no it, that's that's a that's a uh a negative not a negative the dating story itself is a negative the hmm. aftermath is I'm trying to think of a funny situation that happened from a tender date but I just can't I don't know can't think of any right now really no no um gee the last time the the f- after I broke up with well, after Jessica th- viciously threw me out. Play the victim, why don't you? Leech <laughs> did throw me out anyways. I did not live there anymore. Um, I had never online dated because back, it sounds weird to say, but back in 2010, I hadn't even considered it. I thought... I, I don't I, think I did either. I'm in college, yeah. I should be able to meet somebody in person and consequently I did with Jessica. Uh, her tell a different uh, different dating websites so when she and I broke up I'm like I'm busy with baby photos I'm just gonna try it and I think Tila prodded it a bit and whatnot so I tried it and I was not lucky at all no no I got thrown off of plenty of fish which you know the story Uh, I got thrown off of Plenty of Fish because of a photo I posted, which we'll conveniently put on the screen now. As you can see, this photo is incredibly photoshopped. It is very obviously not me in the picture. It's just my head. It isn't... They don't like manipulated photos. No, not at all. Or just do a good job with it so nobody can tell. But Yeah, but that was the whole point. I yeah. didn't want to do a good job. I wanted it because my tagline was, I can cut and paste. I thought if somebody kind of funny. I thought if somebody could get that, I'm like weeding out the idiot. But somebody hit report, so. Somebody hit report. I did get messages like, you're so brave. Why? So brave. <laughs> We're like, I would never do that. Neither would I. <laughs> Um, and then some of the people I met, I had horrible experiences. I remember talking to somebody and I don't know what their end goal was. They were just screwing with me, but they're like, yeah, let's meet. I'm like, okay. I had a 
at a night free. So like, let's let's do something crazy. I'm like, okay, let's go for dinner at the Skylon Tower. That'd be fantastic, probably for a night. I'm like, sure. Yeah. So I go, and at this time, she's still messaging me on the Plenty of Fish app. Go to the Skyline Tower, pay for parking, go, and nobody shows up. Catfish. I talk to the the waitress, not the waitress, the uh, the elevator attendant. I'm like, I'm waiting for somebody, and they felt so bad, and mm-hmm. I was embarrassed, and they didn't validate my parking, so I still had to pay. It was just, it wasn't great. So I learned very quickly not to trust people, but it's been a very interesting, interesting uh, time online dating. We, we should make some kind of set, bleh, challenge associated with with this podcast where we're both dating people, but what if we made each other a Tinder profile? And the goal was to get the other person as many matches as possible or something like that. Where we take the photos and we write the profile. Don't have to say anything. Just swipe right on everybody. I think it'd be a fun game to play. Sure. That's, that's a very interesting concept, mainly because I sucked at Tinder. But I feel like I could probably just with a good profile and good photos, maybe help. See, you you could get the, there, there'd be positives and negatives to both. Good profile, that would work. You'd get, a, you'd get away on your looks. Are we targeting just women or do we open it up to everybody? If, fuck it, let's just go with everybody. Yay. <laughs> I think guys will like you. I learned. Thank you. Yeah. And Taya did too. Because I'm a bear. There you go. Did you, did you ever a... notice what I did? Did you watch through the Antea? I, I've watched, sat down and watched it, yeah. The entire episode? Yeah. Yeah? Did you see the fun I had at the end when she called me a bear? It's so flippin' stupid. I forget, I, I forget what you did. I did it. But I just laughed so goddamn hard when I did it. I did it to jokingly show Melissa because she's like, what the hell? And I said, you'll have to find out. And then I left it because it's so funny. What, what did you pull your shirt down or something? No. I mean, I did because she's like, oh, you're hairy. Yeah. And I am. But when she called me a bear, I did that. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> we, okay, Tila, Nick, and, and uh, Julio and I all watched that in the That's living room awkward. together. Which we all saw that and it was pretty funny. I forgot about that. I'm having more fun editing them now, trying to make things like that, especially putting stuff on the screen. Um, but that, it just, I don't know why I'm like, I'm going to put a bear head on my face. <laughs> but it worked, and that's what I would look like as a cartoon bear. Close to pet a bear, but not quite. <laughs> like me. Um, no, I have a bad feeling I'd probably be... A liked by men. Not in that. Not that it's bad. I guess it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful compliment, I suppose. As long as I don't know any of them. We gotta stick to this now. We gotta, we gotta do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna write Tinder challenge. And that's what we gotta do. So do we do it live? No. No, no I think we just need to document it. We could slip it in. Slip it in after. We could shoot it separately and make our own little yeah. mini report. But we gotta we gotta each use each other's phones to set this stuff up. Why? Does it have to be through Facebook now? At one point, 
it was its own separate profile. Then you could log in with Facebook. Shit. But if you can make your own profile... Yeah, I don't know. I deleted my Tinder profile a long time ago, so I, don't, I know I don't have one currently. I could just make a new one. I deleted it when people continuously called me a troll. A troll? Why did they call you a troll? They said I looked like a troll. Oh, okay. That's a pretty good insult. <laughs> the control doll? Like one of the things from the 80s? No, I think the one that lives under the bridge. Oh, okay. That's a little, Insert that's a little bit more insulting. Insert worst picture of a troll now. Um, it, it is insulting. And aren't you a little old to be on here? A little old. Jesus. Yeah. But it says your age. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the whole... The, the past two women I've dated in a serious setting, both their moms have said, find a way to see his ID. Because he is not as young as he says he oh, is. Oh, that's terrible. Yes. That's terrible. Melissa's mom said, you better be careful he's not a 50-year-old. I'm like, that is insulting. 50? I, I'm <laughs> That's sure, pushing it a bit far. sure she's joking a little bit. I can see 35. 35, I'll accept. If you say, if I ask you, how old do you think I am? And you say anywhere from 25 to 35, that's acceptable. I'll even be nice and accept 36, 37. I am getting older. Once you hit the 4-0 mark... That's when it starts to hurt. And I've had the range all the way up to 65. But 65. That, but that kid. Well, a ki okay, kids don't have good perception of age. Wasn't the perception of age is a problem. Doing baby photos, selling the photos. I'm at the table with the mom. And a kid walks through the door from school. And she's so excited. She's like, Grandpa! And then she runs up and then realizes it's not Grandpa and runs away. And I'm like... How old, Grandpa? Yeah. And the mom said 65. So, sort of, I was told I look like a 65-year-old man. Kid, kids can't gauge that stuff. Wasn't gauging the age, gauging by how I looked. I reminded her of her grandfather. Yay. But not enough. Well, enough to run away, though, later. I don't know. I made a kid run away from me once. <laughs> How'd you do that? Uh, girl in high school I was dating she had to babysit a bunch of kids I went after school with her to the house she was babysitting them and I walked into the house with her and they got spooked one ran away he ran upstairs first and he, she thought she was fine but then after I had left he was gone he just ran out of the house holy crap yeah it's a committed kid yeah like, I'm he, getting out of here turns out he just hid in the shed so he wasn't creative but he was oh. committed well, he didn't, yeah, he didn't take off up the street. And no, but they couldn't find him for a good hour, hour and a half. Oh, wow. I know. I wasn't allowed back. <laughs> How can they even blame that on you? I don't know. I suppose maybe I wasn't supposed to be there. I yeah, was, I guess. I was being a rebel in my, my, uh, my youth. I've done a lot. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's... For some reason, I just thought of being a rebel, and I thought of us on an island together launching fireworks into the <laughs> night with a road flare. That was so good. I have clips of that. Ask me for those clips. We shall insert them here. Sure. Of us lighting off fireworks, standing on an island for fun. some spectators that were probably about 300 meters away, maybe. Maybe a little closer. I don't know. <laughs> Canoeing out in the dark. They didn't even care, really. I, no. I, yeah, we said we set up a camera on the other side. We and had they just had ca casual conversations while we were running around 
trying to light we these off frantically. We had more fun than them. It was a lot of fun lighting those Would off. you be interested in going to a, like, big convention for, like, show? fireworks? Yes. I love fireworks. Uh, would Tila be interested? Would she have Canada Day off? I'm going to enthusiastically just say yes for her. Then let's Because I want to go. Melissa will have to work on Canada Day, unfortunately, but I will take you guys to the to the spectator zone. What does Canada Day... Spectator zone, that's... That's not where they Sorry, mark. not the spectator zone. The, the, the pyrotechnician zone. Yeah, where they're launching them off and all that yeah. stuff. I don't... What, what day is Canada Day I'm going to guess Monday... On? No, I'm going to guess Sunday. A Sunday? Sunday. I forget what it was last year. So I guess it was I don't a have... Saturday. It was a Saturday. Okay. <laughs> well, then that might work. So I think it's a July Sunday. July 1st is a Sunday. Yes. Boom. You got it. Which I will have off. High so five. I will be free. But will Tila be? It doesn't matter. Even without Tila. If she's working nights, fuck her. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? I don't know yet. I'll find out about it. Your dad connections? Yeah. Because he'll be there lighting them off. It's watching them do it. It's such a primal thing. It's it's so fun. It's fun. There's an element of danger. It's nice. It's fun. It I feels like it. more dangerous than it is. Although when we did it, it was not properly set. So you they could just turn over on their side and start launching at you. you. Know what? It's sometimes like that too. Because yeah. you you have no idea. You're you're putting faith that these things that have enough explosives in them to launch like 200 meters in the air yeah that yeah. they're not just gonna spontaneously combust this way and if they did they could light up all the other fireworks yeah. that are positioned around them and it could be a bomb show so it is a it, it's very very interesting and loud yeah I could see that too it might bring hearing protection if it's gonna yeah. be killer loud but no the the fireworks thing was was fun to do and as I it, it, I call it a kind of a macho thing but it, it, it was neat to to do that with you i like i'm becoming a amalgamation of what i thought you know when i was younger a man should be like we went golfing today yeah and i enjoy golfing now more i told Tila that that's probably the most manly thing that you do <laughs> thank you although we need to get more beer involved with it because yeah but even then it's still gonna be ciders for me so yeah you gotta well, find a, You gotta find a beer course. that you like. You didn't like Landshark that, enough to to buy it. Because to me, Landshark's just a generic beer. It tastes like Molson Canadian almost, or something along those lines. Saying, what's wrong with vodka? A little rum and coke. Rum and coke's good. Um, whiskey and ginger ale or something. But no, I like golfing. When Justin was watching hockey, I would watch it a little bit too, right? So I'm becoming. I don't know why. I don't know why the things are changing. The tastes are changing. But even with... And it's something simple like putting up drywall. Well, yeah. It's, it I enjoy feels good to it. accomplish something new. And it makes me... Like tomorrow morning, they're actually mudding the roof. Are you going to do that? I'm not. Oh. That's <laughs> harder than drywalling. I know. But it <laughs> sounds interesting. It is. So... Golf, do you, th okay, so we, we did go golfing today. I want to do that on more, a more regular basis for sure. We can get pretty good at this, I think. 
just I don't know. By the end of it, I I thought I was doing a lot better. I had a bit more of a feel. Do you have an odd stance? Oh no, it's I have no, <laughs> I have never for any period of my life tried to look at somebody's stance or like watch videos on how to. I just went with what felt and natural. I don't have a good stance, Justin. He he seems to be. He you know he plays golf video games and he, he gets well, into I, it. Like I do more. too, but he I think he's played because I didn't do gym all through high school. But at some point you actually played golf. Like there was golf clubs and stuff like that. So I think he's actually played golf and he is. Although he is the biggest out of the three of us, he is he has always been a little bit more sports minded than all of us, or at least me. I don't know about you, but I I played a lot of soccer and a little bit of hockey as a kid. And that's I want to go it. to a batting cage. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm not particularly good at baseball I'm things. Either. I'm good at running. I'm not necessarily hitting a ball. Justin would kick our asses on the ice. Hockey? Yes. You think so? He played for years and he was a ref, so he's run around many, many times on the ice. Right. He's a great skater. I'm. You wouldn't think. We, should, we, we gotta go skating then. I, I'm, I'm not skating. Oh, oh, come on. If I fall. You're just gonna fall on your butt. Well. Yeah. Right? If I fall weird, it's not good. you got to put, like, padding in every, all these special places. Eh. Be fun. I uh, like... I'm not a bad skater. I've always been a horrible stopper. And that sounds like such a bad joke. But it's true. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I've, uh... I, I liked playing ice hockey, but I've never played it on, like, a rink. I've always played on, like, ponds that were, like, shitty ice quality. It was terrible. But it kind of you'd hope makes you better because you got to adjust to these very terrible ice conditions to to play properly, which I thought it was still a hell of a lot of fun, just having access to a pond that was near our house when I was a, a kid. Dylan used to, on the pond, or the, the lake that was next to my house, and I'd go down. I didn't really skate. I skated a few times, but I didn't have a designated pair of skates. It was my dad, so they were slightly too big. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, yeah, the... The um, the idea of doing more, I've never I've never thought like golf is fun. Um, even going to the driving range, I like that golf course because it's close to home. Like, it is close. Like, it's it's. I like to try Brock University. That one I like too, and it's th there's a few times where it is a little bit more nerve wracking, like. Justin could, in that second last hole, have legitimately hit a car. Like, just the way it's... Yeah, it's not... It's in a very residential up. area. Yes. Um, but the Brock one is out in the boonies, sort of. There are houses. Thundering where... Water, there's houses, too, but... It, only on the one side. The other side's all forest and fields. But like this podcast, we did it. We went out for the first time, and yeah. hopefully we do it more. Um, maybe with a second set of clubs. It is. <laughs> I will try to get a set of clubs going, if I can. I'm gonna start looking at secondhand ones because some of the wedges are obviously from when I was younger. Yeah. Oh, they're they're a bit short. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. You walk into any Valley Village, Goodwill, wherever. They always have them. Clubs everywhere. Nobody mm -hmm. wants used clubs. Even secondhand sports stores. Yeah. Store sort. Yeah. 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 Sort. Fourth for sports. People just don't buy used clubs. It seems. It's weird. Which I don't know why. They're just as good as when they were new, unless they bent them, which you could you could tell. But otherwise, it's not a big deal, I would think. And cheap clubs are cheap clubs. If you're gonna go and spend a grand on like you know a club that's nice and a, a couple of ones here and there, yeah, sure, you're gonna get something that's above the average quality. But otherwise, why not just buy a bunch of cheap ones secondhand? 
if you're gonna spend two hundred something dollars on all your clubs and just spend twenty dollars at Goodwill, it's true. They're cheap. I think. Well, I mean, it, it. You could argue it's like any kind of any hobby. You have the people that get into it and they're using stuff that they've just gotten, and you have the people that do it every every week or every day who like having the best of the best. Yeah, that's but that's a different story for sure. They might not be the best of the best. No. Like, I think it would be absolutely ridiculous for us to be, like, perfect. I like golf. Like I joked there, I'm going to go and I'm going to spend $1,000 on a putter and $2,000 on a driver. That would be ridiculous. Yes. But there would people out there that will. If, yeah. like, if I you like got golf the money... But they start, they're like, I want to learn how to play golf. So they go out and they invest 10 grand in golf equipment. Like, why? That's, that's like buying, that's like, I want to play the drums and without practicing ever, just going and buying a real drum set. And yeah. Then it just sits in your basement and does nothing, collects dust, and you sell it for a tenth of the cost. Which again, buy, buy a used drum set. If you're ever going to get into drums, buy a used set for barely anything. Same with guitars. Anything, really. Yeah. So... I, I would love to uh, to golf more. I would love... I'm, I'm in a weird... I think I'm in a, a transitional part of life again. <laughs> I'm noticing that every so often I go through slight changes. Like, I'm, I never used... And I'm not really that outspoken, but I never used to be as... Um, kind of out there as I am now. And when that happened... There were some other changes, and then now, for whatever reason, there's just more changes. So it's a good thing. Constantly I think, evolving. I think that's life. I think this is where we should jump off for the night. Yeah. It's been a good podcast. It has. Yeah. They they always are, no matter what the haters say. <laughs> Signing off, this is Eric Gervais. And I'm Jesse Dolster. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. See ya.